Lara had always dreamed of finding Atlantis. Ever since she was a little girl, she was fascinated by the stories of the ancient civilization that sank beneath the waves. She studied archaeology and devoted her life to searching for clues that could prove its existence. She traveled the world, following every lead, no matter how obscure or risky. She was determined to solve the greatest mystery of history. That's why, when she received an email from a mysterious sender offering her a chance to join an expedition to Atlantis, she didn't hesitate. She packed her bags and flew to the Bahamas, where she met the rest of the team. They were a diverse group of adventurers, scientists, and thrill-seekers, all united by the same goal. To find the lost city. The leader of the expedition was a man named Drake, a charismatic and wealthy explorer who claimed to have a map that showed the location of Atlantis. He said he had acquired it from a secret source and that it was the most accurate and reliable map ever. He said he had spent years verifying its authenticity and that he was ready to share it with the world. Lara was skeptical but curious. She had seen many fake maps and hoaxes before, but she also knew that there was always a chance that this one could be different. She wanted to see it for herself and to test its validity. She agreed to join the expedition on the condition that she could examine the map and the source. Drake agreed and showed her the map. It was a large parchment covered with symbols and drawings. It looked ancient, but also strangely modern. It had coordinates, measurements and directions, as well as images of underwater landscapes and... It was unlike any map Lara had ever seen. She asked Drake where he got it, and he said he couldn't tell her. He said it was a secret that only he knew, and that he would reveal it when they reached Atlantis. He said it was for their safety, and that they had to trust him. He said he had enemies who wanted to stop him, and that they had to be careful. Lara didn't like his secrecy, but she decided to give him the benefit of the doubt. She wanted to believe that he was telling the truth and that he had a good reason for his actions. She wanted to find Atlantis, and she was willing to take a risk. She joined the team, and they boarded a submarine that Drake had rented. They set off for the coordinates that the map indicated and plunged into the depths of the ocean. They were on their way to Atlantis. The journey was long and perilous. They encountered storms, sharks, and other dangers. They also faced challenges from within. The team members had different personalities and motives, and they often clashed and argued. Lara tried to keep the peace and focus on the mission. She also tried to learn more about Drake and his mysterious map. She asked him questions and tried to get him to open up, but he remained elusive and secretive. He only said that they would soon see the truth and that they would be amazed. Lara wondered what he was hiding and what he was planning. She wondered if he was leading them to Atlantis or a trap. She wondered if she had made a mistake by trusting him. She was about to find out. After several days of traveling, they finally reached their destination. The submarine's sonar detected a large object ahead and they approached it cautiously. They turned on the lights and gasped. It was Atlantis. They saw a magnificent city rising from the ocean floor. It was made of stone, metal, and glass, and it glowed with a soft light. It had towers, domes, bridges, and canals, 
and it was surrounded by a circular wall. It was a marvel of engineering and architecture, and it looked like it was still alive. They were speechless. They couldn't believe their eyes. They had found Atlantis. Drake smiled and said, Welcome to the lost city, my friends. We have made history. He then said, Follow me, and I'll show you the treasure. He guided them to a large building in the centre of the city. It looked like a temple or a palace. It had a huge door with a symbol of a trident on it. Drake said, This is the heart of Atlantis, where the king and the priests lived. This is where the treasure is hidden. He opened the door and they entered. They saw a long hallway lined with statues and paintings. They followed Drake, who seemed to know the way. He led them to a large chamber at the end of the hall. It had a high ceiling and a circular platform in the middle. On the platform, there was a pedestal with a metal box on it. The box had a lock with a slot for a key. Drake said, this is it. This is the treasure of Atlantis. Inside this box, there is something that will change the world. Something that will make us rich and famous. Something that will make us gods. He then reached into his pocket and pulled out a key. It was made of gold and it had the same trident symbol as the door. He said, this is the key that opens the box. This is the key that opens my secret source. This is the key that only I have. He then inserted the key into the slot and turned it. The lock clicked and the box opened. They all leaned forward, eager to see what was inside. They saw nothing. The box was empty. They were stunned. They couldn't believe it. They had been tricked. Drake laughed and said, Surprise! There is no treasure. There never was. It was all a lie. A lie that I told you to get you here, to get... He then said, You see, I don't care about the treasure. I don't care about the history, or the mystery, or the glory. I only care about one thing. Power. And I have found the ultimate source of power right here in Atlantis. He then pointed to the ceiling and said, Look up and behold, the true secret of Atlantis. They looked up and saw a huge device hanging from the ceiling. It looked like a giant metal sphere with wires and tubes attached to it. It had a red light that blinked slowly. Drake said, this is the core of Atlantis. This is the machine that powered the city and that caused its downfall. This is the machine that can control the ocean, the weather and the earth. This is the machine that can destroy the world. He then said, and I have the remote that can activate it. He then showed them a small device that he held in his hand. It looked like a phone, but with a big red button on it. He said, this is the remote that I got from my secret source. This is the remote that only I have. He then said, and I'm going to use it right now. He then pressed the button and the machine came to life. It made a loud noise and the red light turned green. It started to emit a powerful energy that filled the room. Drake said, do you feel that? That's the power of Atlantis. That's the power that I have unleashed. And that's the power that I'm going to use to conquer the world. He then said, you see, I'm not just an explorer. I'm not just a millionaire. I'm not just a genius. I'm a visionary. I'm a leader. I'm a ruler. 
I'm the king of Atlantis, and I'm going to be the king of the world. He then said, and you, my friends, you are my witnesses. You are the lucky ones who get to see the dawn of a new era, the era of Drake, the era of Atlantis, the era of me. He then said, but don't worry, you won't suffer. You won't feel any pain. You won't even know what hit you. Because in a few minutes, this machine will explode and take you and this city and this whole region with it. It will create a massive tsunami that will wipe out everything in its path. It will be the greatest catastrophe in history. And it will be the beginning of my reign. He then said, so thank you for your help. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for your stupidity. And goodbye, my friends. Goodbye and good riddance. He then laughed and said, Long live Atlantis. Long live Drake. He then turned around and walked away. He left them alone in the chamber with the machine. They were shocked. They were angry. They were scared. They realised that they had been fooled, betrayed and doomed. They realised that they had no way out and no hope. They realised that they were going to die. They looked at each other and said nothing. They had nothing to...